All right, guys, we got another one for you today. It's going to be big because we're talking about mentors. Hey, guys, welcome back again to the uh, Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars. ZealCigars.com, your number one place to find all your cigar needs online. So with that said, guys, we're going to jump into it today. And uh, we actually have a guest here today, which is a current mentor of mine. I know so many, how many times I talk about mentors and everything else like that uh, and, and how important that is as a man. Uh, my buddy Travis is here. Next to me, Travis, say hello to all the fine people at home. It's good to be here. Yeah. So Travis, Travis is Travis Turner, ex-awesome Nebraska quarterback who has broken all kinds of records. And basically the older owns- I get, the better I was. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's so funny you, how that works. So if you're if you're a corn husker, hopefully everybody else will be dead that could have seen me, and I'll yeah. be really good later on in life. <laughs> if you're a corn husker, look up Travis Turner on YouTube, and you will be. I'm absolutely, apologizing to all those people. <laughs> you'll see that. You'll see him rocking a mullet That's and throwing <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the mullet. Yeah, the mullet, dude. Not, what, yeah. You call that a mullet? That was a little bit of a mullet, bro. That there was, was there, there was party in the back. There bro. was party well, in the back. There was. There was. Well, even worse, there was a perm in front. <laughs> so I don't want to admit that. That's, a, that's perm, a terrible thing. There's it's a like, solid oh, perm. There was a so solid bad. perm. <laughs> I, I still look at that video and go, what was I thinking? Yeah, dude. Was there a committee meeting that came up with this idea in it my was, head? They're like, it's hey, great. let's do this. It's great. It's great. I'll make sure I put the link in the, uh, uh, in the description <laughs> there. So if you guys are uh, on Podbean, you'll definitely go see the video with Travis and, and know he is. So uh, we're talking about mentorship today and how important that is to men and how important that is to uh, personal growth and everything else like that. And so I wanted to bring on Travis, who's a, a mentor of mine now, currently today, and we'll talk a little bit about how we met, how um, our relationship developed, and how mentorship goes. I don't think it's super formal. I think it's uh, really, uh, it's allowing, I really, if I were going to, if I were going to define it in my life in particular, I would say mentoring is allowing men who are older and wiser and further down the road than me, a select few of those men have my ear and have my have access to my heart in a way that the other guys don't. You know, so if that's a, I don't know if that, you, oh, it's a great definition. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was, and this is really awkward because it was really honoring the first time you introduced me as your mentor. I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> I'm just coming here to hang out and enjoy ourselves. We're just buddies. Yeah. Is like. No, he's my mentor, and I I was yeah. I, I went home. I told Carol, "Go out." That was one of the most honoring things anybody had ever said to me. Well, you deserve. So it was it, really man. the sweetest thing, and yeah. uh, I I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as we're just friends going through life together. We're hanging out. We're enjoying each other's no. company, and I don't I don't define it as clearly as you do when you. And I, it's a real blessing when you when you honor me that way. Well, I I, I think it's I think it's necessary. Um, for for guys to be honored that are on our bowl for sure and i that's one of the things i wanted to make sure we talk about but i i wanted to talk about you know mentoring and what that looks like in particular because you you also do it on several different levels you mentor a lot of young couples that are getting get, gonna get married and giving them advice and everything else like that you kind of have a small group um and you and your wife have a formal you know ministry you guys do together as well and uh i'm i'm, I'm really excited to hear about you know uh, our people to hear like how both how we met and then what one of the things that people don't recognize about mentoring a lot of people think that um it's just it's just the older one telling the younger one what to do or something like that and and it's really reciprocal and beneficial 
it's mutually beneficial oh, in some ways. That's why you know? I just look at it as friendship. Right, right, right. And we're just going through life, and you know, to me, that's the beautiful part about it. And, and I think a lot of times, it's more organic than it is structured. Sometimes it's very right. intentional, where right, you right. reach out to somebody. I had a, a business guy uh, early on when we, you know, thirty some odd years ago. Carol goes, "You need to meet with this guy because he's smart in business and he can help." help you figure some things out. Mm -hmm. So she's the one who actually pointed out a mentor for me who ended up being a boss, by the way. Awesome. Well, I started meeting with him and he's like, you know, I just ran into this opportunity. He was a structural engineer, had licenses in 50 states. And he goes, you know, home inspections is a big deal. And this was in the early nineties. He goes, home inspections is a growing industry. And at the time in Arizona, it wasn't required for homes to be inspected before in, in mm. the real estate transaction. He goes, this oh, is wow. becoming more and more a thing. Mm -hmm. And so he saw what the future was and it was really interesting because he ended up hiring me and training me and ended up being just a, a great mentor in my life business-wise. And so that was my wife pointing out somebody that she wanted me to listen to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, there's, there's a, it's, it's, it's a, you're right. It's not really defined if you would. And I think some guys try to, I, I think because I came from formal backgrounds and certain things in ministry, I kind of, I kind of define it in some ways. And I kind of say this, this is somebody that when I say, when I say mentor, I mean, this guy has one of the, he's one of the few guys that have Travis said, Hey, you're off the rails, bro. I'd really listen to that. There's not many guys that go, you're off the rails. I'm like, whatever, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. But when you say that, you know, or some other guys in my life that are, you know, older, wiser, who have access to, to my life in, really, really, I'd say really distinct ways. Like there's, there's somebody like my, my daughter's wedding was in your backyard. Okay. You, you mentored my daughter for marriage, literally. So it, we, we went to the same church for a time and, and we, we run around the same groups of people and so on and so forth. So there's, there's certain things that when, when, when somebody like you says something, I absolutely like, I listen to every single word and, and evaluate. Don't, don't, he's getting, he's getting all, he's getting all, all you know, the, this, yeah. the thing about that though, is you ask questions, you want input or you're curious mm -hmm. as to what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I've ever come up to you and said, Hey, you're, you're missing something. Now you may ask me some things and I may then ask questions. Yes. But you're asking, you're wanting input. Yes. And to me, that's the dynamic that's really important because when a guy's on the other side of it and he's saying, well, I'm your mentor and you right. need to listen to me, that's right. when we get, it gets real problematic. And I actually had one of those. Oh, wow. Okay. It was like expecting me to just do what he told me to do. And that's where we came at odds. And I ended up leaving the ministry that we were a part of together. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of a weird deal where there was this expectation now and we'd been together for 20 plus years. Oh, wow. And uh, he was more worried about whether he was, I was following him or, or not. And that's, mm. so it, it is interesting how sometimes those relationships can get sideways and create mm -hmm. some hurt along the way. Sure. But I, I think that it's more an issue of you asking questions and you wanting input. And that's, what's yeah. important for young guys to realize Find guys that you can go ask them good questions. Because mm. when people call and say, hey, I want to get together, I was just sitting, tell me what you want. Because I can help you with the how-to, but not the want-to. Mm. And so I can only help you where, go where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And like if you want to come and complain about your wife, mm -hmm. I'll listen mm -hmm. for a bit. And then when you're done, and I'll try to absorb that, but then it'll be like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. What do you want to do? Right. What do you think about that? 
how did you create some of that? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's important that we all need to want to be mentored. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's really that's what's really important. We need to want to have people in our life that can give us different perspectives, especially mm-hmm. about our relationships and about the way we're handling business and mm-hmm. when we have, you know, scripture's really clear about having a multitude of counsel. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to have people around you that are wise in different areas, you know, have a car guy, have a accountant guy, have right. a business guy, have a marriage guy, you know, have, have people guy. around, have a cigar guy. <laughs> Tell me about this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, to me, all of those things are important, but you got to want that kind of input. Mm-hmm. And then there's some guys you let in real close and you tell them real personal stuff. And you, mm-hmm. you know, I have one guy that I've been having breakfast with pretty regularly for probably 25 years now. Wow. We homeschooled okay. our kids together and, wow. and we just started getting together going, you know, trying to be a husband and you know, have kids and how do we do this? And let's just start getting together and, you know, you know, hash it up, cut it up a little bit and figure out what scripture Mm -hmm. has to say about some of this stuff. And so we just Mm -hmm. started meeting together and uh, I would, I wouldn't even call that a mentoring. I just would call that friendship. Right. But like I, to me, it's all just friendship just because I'm a little older it is, you're but, asking me question because you know I've got grandkids and you're like, right. what's that look like? And I know. What's it like to walk your you know daughter down? The, and I have the best picture of you that day. I know, dude. I and, know. You know, my yeah. help to you was don't step on the veil because yeah. I did that. You know, <laughs> so I could say stupid stuff that I've done and then say don't don't do that. Yeah, you. I, I, we're gonna say something. I think I think there's something very specific that takes it from a friendship to a mentorship. Okay. Right. And I think that goes into somebody who is older, wiser that you see yourself in. Mm, If you don't see yourself in that person, it's really hard for them to get your ear to be that mentor. Right. Like, those select people that have your ear are Mm -hmm. people that you see pieces of yourself and who you wish that you would, you want to see yourself become in a Mm. later life. Yeah. So if I'm wearing a fedora and skinny jeans. He is not, I by the just, way. No, yeah. Uh, I just don't think Bradley's going to be going, nah. I want to hear what this guy has to nah. say. <laughs> For you guys out there listening that have skinny jeans and fedoras, I still love sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just playing. Yeah. Nobody cares. But that's true, yeah. right? We want to be like-minded. Right, right. And right. those are the guys, they'll hang out together. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, jocks, guys that played football, the mm-hmm. guys that understand the love of pain. Yeah. Or yeah. Not, they're, <laughs> right. it's kind of a rare group. They're like, yeah. oh, you like pain too. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Anybody that played football at some mm-hmm. level just kind of enjoys pain. And that's actually a, it's a smaller <laughs> so, crowd than normally. Like you right. like it, don't you? Yeah, right, you right. And so that's a crowd you're more likely to listen to because they understand right. you because you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We all know it. We, we <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, when you're, you know, when you look at, you know, a lot of people look at mentorship and they look at it in a way of a job or, or an athletic, right, you know, versus like, or a life council, right? Yeah. But it's 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 so much more than that, too, because like when you think about it as like a kid and you think about, and this is what made me think about it, and you're like, you're looking up to that senior, like that senior running back or that senior linebacker, right, the dude that's running the defense. And it's mm-hmm. like, because you see those leadership qualities and you want those leadership qualities for yourself and you see them in yourself and then... So you start asking him those questions, mm-hmm. dude, what, how did you get to be this leader? How did you get to, how did, how did people learn to respect you? How did you do this? So like all those questions that you're talking about that Bradley's coming to you and asking are because mm-hmm. he wants to be better about himself because Absolutely. he sees who you are. No, and, and I love you bring that up because even in college, um, my freshman year, we had a senior um, that lost a starting job and I'm watching him the whole time. 
and he's a good dude, and he lost his starting job to a younger, better athlete. Mm -hmm. But I watched him handle it really, really well. And he um, kept his head up. He kept working hard. The younger player ended up getting hurt, so he came on, ended up beating Oklahoma, took us to the Orange Bowl. Um, he ended up being, you know, I – I would call him a mentor, even yeah. though mm. I didn't talk to him much. I watched him in meetings, but he mentored me simply by his lifestyle. Okay. Mm. So mm. I'm watching him and I'm learning about him and actually ended up writing about him in my book. Mm. Okay. Because he taught me so much about leadership. He carried and himself. And he was mentoring me, even though we weren't friends. Mm. Right. But right. I'm watching him and admiring this guy because he changed my life because I watched him handle it because my senior year, I had to deal with the same thing he did. Mm. And so, so he handled it with class. And so he went before me and showed me what that looked like. So that's mm. an, you bring up an interesting point. So there's there's different types of mentorships, if you would. So yeah, you you saw that guy from afar, and you were in the same circle he was back then. They didn't have YouTube, and we didn't have podcasts. Now we do have YouTube and podcasts where people will associate with somebody as that's a that's a that's a mentor of mine when it comes to cigars, comes to cars, right. comes to you know this. I listen to this guy about this or. Yeah, Mo, Mo called me that the other day when he was like, "Yo, right. this this my dude. I'm his I'm his mentor. I'm learning, you know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, he or he was like, "This is my cigar mentor," and yeah. he was well, just would, goofing. But I would say you are that to me too. Okay, absolutely, yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. But I didn't ask think you about, about that stuff. I'm like, "What is this?" I was asking <laughs> you the other last last week. I was asking you some things like, "Is yeah, this you're like, really a great cigar?" And he goes, "No." And I go, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." I expected something more. He was He's like, like, "I smoked a Romeo and Julieta, and I wasn't blown away." And I was like, "Yeah, sorry." It's not a great one. Can we one. say that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. You can say that. Don't yeah, worry. I, but I was shocked. I was like, wait a second. This doesn't it didn't seem specialized. And so you're helping me understand cigars because right. I'm, right. you know. But I never would have thought, thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I would have just but thought I, about it, you know, just giving somebody so, advice or direction. Right, yeah. right. And that's your profession. I mean, that's what we do. So, But but when you think about it this way, I, I it, it leads me into thinking through, like, there's there's pluses and minuses with virtual mentors, if you would. And in one sense, that guy was a virtual mentor to you. He didn't have a personal relationship with you or anything like that, but he's on your team. And he was yeah. easily he accessible he because was, he yeah. was there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, if and needed. So, and so virtual virtual mentors are very different than like actual mentors Ooh. where you're actually like literally with them, you see them and you're you're talking with them. So virtual men mentors uh, you have no way to communicate with them necessarily. Like if you're watching a guy on YouTube or you're watching, you're getting advice from something on YouTube, it might, it might be mentorship in one sense or, or advice, but they're not fielding your questions. They're not doing as much as it is. My, a lot of these bigger YouTubers, if you would, or any of these guys that give advice, I mean, there are millions of people following them, so it's hard to... They're not yeah. discipling them. Right, exactly. And how many people feel like their pastor is a person they watch Mm -hmm. on a podcast or just on virtual. Right. Because I've heard that a lot. This person's my pastor right. because I watch him every week, and I'm thinking that's not what pastors are supposed to be. Right. Pastors right. are disciplers. They're not right. just preachers. Exactly. So you're hearing the word from this person, but they're just speaking. They're right. just a preacher. Right. They're not actual pastoring you. Right. right. To me, right. pastors are they're walking with you. Right. Versus that, versus like I could just read an audible version and you could hear me do an audio version sure, of the book. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, 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 I can see that. I guess it's I guess it's so if we were gonna take talk about so the the term disciple we're 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 kick, kicking it back to scripture in this in the sense that like Jesus had twelve disciples they've been around Jesus you know for three years and uh, and then 
they, they founded the church and it was just incredible. So there's this, when you think about if you're discipling somebody, there's, there's, there's two way communication. So when I think of virtual mentorship or discipleship or anything like that, that's only one way communication. One way. It's not, it's not somebody it's coming about from you. there to you. So this right. is, this is, here's my premise on this. So as a result, what, what I had to do when I was younger, you know, is I knew that I had to resource myself with guys that knew more than I did. And guys, I also wanted to be like and learn from. Yeah, that came financially, that came spiritually, that came in the disciplines of work, things like that. And so, I gather guys around me. I, I, at, at any time in my life, I usually have two to three guys I would consider mentors. Okay, if you would, that I go and Travis is one of those people. So, I, I would definitely say these are these are people that you know I could call probably any time of day and night and say, hey, I'm, I'm in a bad place, I need some help or something like that. And I don't mean like changing a tire. I mean like life crisis kind of stuff, yeah. right? Uh, I also I also believe that whenever I'm with these people, I can be super transparent about what I'm feeling, what I'm going through and everything else like that. And I, I know not only is it a safe space, but he won't like leave me there. He won't, I, I'm not able to, and this is something Travis is very, very well. He wouldn't walk away unless he felt comfortable with where you were at headspace wise. Right. And he won't let the vomit sit on the floor without cleaning it up. Mm. He, he won't, he won't sit there. I mean, sometimes. Or leave you to clean it up by right, yourself. Right. Like, cause, cause usually when, when you're talking to a mentor about something and you're saying like, Here's what's going on. I have this problem with this issue and so on and so forth. They they kind of, and this is what great mentors do, and, th- and this is why Travis is a really, really good mentor, and he does mentor many other people outside this little dude right here. Uh, he helps you find the answer. Like, he'll he'll ask questions back yeah, to you. Yeah, he don't really give you answers. Yeah, he, he, there's no pat answers with, tra- with Travis. Yeah. Man. So Travis, is, he goes, so why do you think that is? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just pissed, and I want to go kill somebody. Yeah, and he's, he's, and he's, he's like, like the therapist that you just right, want to get mad at. Right, right, right. So, and, and he's like, and he's like, well, why do you think that is? What decisions did you make do you think that led you to this down this path? And then how did that make you feel? <laughs> well, it's <he> never, <laughs> first off, that's the most stark raving irritating question I ever get asked because uh, I feel I feel two things pissed off and asleep half the time you know so uh, but but it, it, you know exercising your relational yeah, muscles yeah yeah <laughs> there you go but I, I think I think what uh, what good mentors do are they they get a couple of the surface help you find help you find the answers uh, and, they're, and they're on the journey with you and they like here, here's the other thing too um, other people in my life know about him does it make sense? Yeah. So there's a certain accountability with this. Like for let's just give you an example. Um let's say let's say I'm secretly hitting my wife. Let's say I'm secretly abusing my children somehow. Let's say something like that would happen. They go straight to him. He has access straight to me. Does it make sense? This is this is this is a safe this is a very safe safety net for my family. It really is in one sense where they go I I I need to call Travis Bradley's office rocker or something like that. Now, I, I I do get but, that. Call. But, but, yeah, I mean, not I'm, from your family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, let's let's I, clarify I do, that I, real I do quick. Get the kids or the wife. Well, you know, there's been. There, I'll just be straight mm-hmm. with you. There's been conversations where Jamie and I are having to, to uh, decide discipline on uh, on my son, and she was not happy with my choices. And I said, if you're not happy with that, you should probably call Travis and talk with him about that. And she's like, Okay, I, I guess I trust you because you're telling me to call Travis. You know, <laughs> and so you know, it's just because it, guys you got to discipline different than girls typically because guys are different. And so, but that's, I think that's one of the things about uh, mentorship in, in particular is that it's not only, it's not only impacting me, it's impacting my whole family. I mean, my, my daughter was essentially mentored by Travis, my daughter and my son-in-law, Ethan, were mentored by he and his wife on how to have a good marriage. And they have a great marriage, you know? So, I mean, like 
it, it not only impacts me here and he's done so much for our family and just a thousand different other ways too. So that's, that, that's why important. So I guess one of the questions I would have particularly for your generation, cause I, I don't know. I think my generation, the Gen Xers, if you would, um, it was, it was talked a lot in business and it was talked a lot like find a mentor, do mentorship. And but like see, that. were those, were you, were a lot of business? See, that was what I was going to ask about that is yeah. when it pertained to business, there's a line between apprenticeship and mentorship. Right. So right, like, right. do you feel business wise that they were really more mentors or more apprentice or was there a mix What's of both? What's the difference? So an apprenticeship would be like, I, I just want to learn your skills. Yeah, and that would work. be so it the way the way that you described your first experience would this. be like an apprenticeship. Hey, mm-hmm. go do this. This is what I want you to do. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go do it. A mentorship, like you said, is more of a two way street, right? You're well, learning from each other. Sometimes it's a two way street. Sometimes yeah. you're just learning from that person. Yeah, right? that's true. You know? Right. So so I would say I would say the difference is is what I said earlier. I would say the difference is in, a, in an apprentice, you're after the skills. A mentorship. Mm-hmm. You're after the skills. You're after they. They have qualities the that character. you want. Relationships yeah. are skill driven. I'm telling you, it's okay. a skill in relationship. Conflict resolution. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's yeah. a skill. Yeah, I, sure. I agree with that. So yeah. that to me is still a skill. Okay. So I I don't like differentiating it. And okay. I, I would say friendship. Even I'm an apprentice. I'm teaching you. I just want to learn. Okay. Wherever I'm at, I just mm-hmm. want to learn. So and it should I be a combination of the both then. I'm always going to be learning. Okay. I'm yeah. going to be mentored by everybody around me. The world is helping me to understand things better. Okay. Uh, and that's Travis being too humble. Um, but that, that's <laughs> he is. He's, he's always self-debasing and everything else like that. And he's, he's just a great, great mentor. But here, here's the question I would have. Like, so in your generation, like the younger, let's say the millennials and the Gen Z in particular. So with the younger guys coming up right now, is there any kind of push or any kind of thought process behind and I want to learn from somebody who's older than me, and I want to, I want to find somebody who's got character, and I want to do, now keep that in mind. I know that was pressure; it was kind of pressure cooked into me because I was also in ministry for a long time, by twenty years, and they made a big deal out of just having mentors in ministry. Uh, but I know it also happened to a bunch of my buddies in business. You know, this guy's a mentor of mine, and so on and so forth. And it did go beyond the apprenticeship; it did go it did go beyond the four walls of the office to where these guys really cared about each other. You know, offline, if you would. So. In the younger generations, if they are looking for mentors, what do you think the qualifications are? I'm just asking you, Justin. And then if they're not, why do you think that is? Uh, I think that's actually a really easy answer. Okay. <clears throat> I think the majority are not looking for mentors. Okay. And I think there's two reasons why. I think number one is people don't respect authority anymore. Ooh, so they don't respect okay. those those authoritative figures that would have – some sort of power over them, right? right or right. control over them, right? right that's right. that's how they would see it. Um, I think the other reason is is um, oh man, I lost it here. Let's see. The I think I think the other reason is is um, I don't know that they know what that means. Oh, okay. Like how it can impact their life and everything. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, like um, f- for example, um. You know, I've had a lot of coaches, you know, I've had my grandparents, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of um, a lot of people in my life, but I, I don't know that I've had a lot of people that I would I would put down and say, like, that dude was my mentor mm-hmm. um, until probably probably I met you, to be honest, like mm-hmm. to be straight up. Like, I mean, sure. my dad's my dad, my grandpa's my grandpa, but I wouldn't right. consider them my mentors. Right. And um, 
I would I wouldn't even say that I really even had like mentors through Apple or through Best Buy. Like a lot of that stuff was done like on my own, right? And it wasn't okay. I don't know if it was anything that had to do with um with my own personal like not seeking out any of that or if it had anything to do with with them because I worked with a lot of the same generation, right? No nobody was really much more than 10 years older than me. Right. Um okay. so it was mostly people between 18 and probably 32 at the time when I was working at Best Buy. Okay. Apple's a little bit more wider of a range. You have everybody from like 18 to 80 there. So um but yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of it is is I I think um I think I think they also think that they know too much, right? Like mm-hmm. if if an OG comes and sits down next to me at a bench and starts trying to tell me something, the first thing I'm going to do is fact check him on my phone. Wow. Not me personally, but like, you know, that's what yeah. they're going to do, yeah. right? Like yeah. oh, this OG's telling me that I need to go do this. Well, I'm going to freaking look and see what everybody else is saying. Should well, I actually go do this? Right. What's what's fascinating too is because they're programmed to think that then there's a mistrust of just people around you. And I think that's a lot of it is there's been a a loss of trust. Yes. Especially in business when your mentor is benefiting from your success. Oh, yeah. What's is there a conflict of interest in the relationship? Mm. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And that and that becomes problematic then. Yeah. When uh, I'm mentoring you, but I'm also getting a piece of your deal. Mm -hmm. And and I and I think it can work. If there's a purity of heart in it, that's mm-hmm. just very rare. Yes. It's very rare that I really care about you rather than your production. Mm. Yes. And if I'm more worried about you as a person and you as a husband and a father, then I think God takes care of the rest. But if yeah. I'm just worried about your production, mm-hmm. your life could go in the crapper, mm-hmm. but I win because you're producing. And yeah. I and think that's problematic. I think that's probably where I was at. You know, I think it was all, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. What are what you doing? You, what are you doing? Not, and if you're not doing it, you're not putting enough time into it. And nobody's asking you, how are things at home? Yeah. You doing okay? That's true. Because yeah. that's, 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 that's what happened, we that, do all the time. Though. But that yeah. happens yeah. in churches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can okay. imagine. And yeah. no, who's watching out to make sure everybody's going home? Are you taking care of things at home? Well, that's mm. more important than anything else. And we learned recently... Um, uh, a local university, I'll even say it, like we heard that even like a local university GCU's like even having a big problem with people just feeling like, oh, you know, because yeah. this is the problem with virtual mentors, right? Right. What did you say? Like, Travis is here. Yeah, right? Travis like, is you're, with me. Can, you're never going to feel alone. Yeah, and he can, he can read my body language, read everything about me. Yeah, so you're never, my, yeah. He can read my countenance. So like if he sees like I'm in a I'm in a bad mood or I'm down, I mean, he'll, he can, he can check that immediately and be like, What's going on, man? How you doing? And I'm I'm more apt to like talk about it and open it up. Obviously, with him, a screen cannot do that. No, your fact. And I think that's one of the things that if you're if you're if you're accurate in any way, shape, and form, what you said, which I think you're very accurate on. Uh, I think it's this idea that the internet and Google can always answer my questions. It can't because it's not a person. And I think that's where the that's where it falls short is it's not in front of you and it's not somebody. Well, yeah, but there's a person on YouTube telling me. Yeah, There's a person not, on TikTok telling me. They can't see you, though. They can't, they, they can't <laughs> and, really know and you. And they can't actually love you. Right, right, exactly. Which they don't the know you. The, at the end of the day, yeah. that's the, the heart of I, mm. what we're calling mentoring, real yeah. personal mentoring. Mm-hmm. That's not a good point. Not just learning from somebody. The love. The fact, yes. this person loves me. They, they care. care about that's And that a, takes time, and that's earned over time. Yes, yes. And that's the beauty of it is um, when somebody feels seen, they will listen to you. 
I love the the old saying that people will forget what you did for them, they'll forget what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yep. I'm I'm gonna tell you, dude. I'm 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 gonna get all choked up because my daughter's texting me right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I gotta tell you the one of the most important things you said to me recently, Travis. So I I got I'm gonna kind of blow up a, a little secret we have here at Zeal, but um. It's, it's a huge, it's kind of a huge thing. And a lot of you guys don't know about it, but my sister Carrie has epilepsy. And uh, from time to time, she has seizures, grand mal seizures. They're not little seizures. They're big seizures. Yeah, think, you know? think of running a marathon is how you feel after five minutes of right. having a seizure. It's, it's, it's really, really traumatic and everything else like that. And I've never seen one before. I've never experienced one. Justin has before I couldn't me. believe you hadn't seen one. No, no, I never have. I've heard of them. All my family has seen them or anything like that. So, and they usually come, they're, 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 they're sporadic. They're, they're random. They're random, and but they're usually months to years apart, if you would. So she was on a, on a really good run. And uh, so whenever we talk about Carrie being out and God bless her care, if you listen to this at home, we'd love you. Um, she's at home recovering from uh, her seizure. So <clears throat> Justin and I are, are running, running the show here with uh, some part-timers here we got. Um, so here's the, here's the crazy thing. So my sister has a seizure. It's probably a couple of months ago, I think a couple of months ago. And uh, it was, Scary as all get out. It, it really was. If you've never been around anybody that has a grand mal seizure, we're talking about laying on the floor, breathing hard, and trying to, uh, they're, they're in kind of a zombie state for a little bit afterwards, trying to understand what's going on. Uh, if you don't know anything about epilepsy, look up epilepsy and, and, and find find out a little bit about it because uh, it's, it's just worth knowing about. Uh, so uh, a- after Carrie was kind of coming out of it, I sat over on, um, sat with her in the lounge. We sat down in the lounge. We locked the door a little bit and just said, you know, we're going to sit here for a little bit before I take her home. I was going to take her home. She can't drive for, you know, for three months after that. So I took her home and I stayed, I stayed with her that night and everything, uh, just to make sure she was okay. Um, but one of the craziest things is Travis came to the door when that whole thing went down. And so when she was recovering in the, uh, lounge, Travis came in and just sat with us for a little bit in the amount of comfort that that gave me knowing that you were there. I'm like, Okay, Travis here. I'm I'm okay. I don't feel like I have to keep everything together, and because I was, yeah, I was he just shocked. randomly showed up. It had nothing right, to yeah, do with anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so he was like, "Hey, I got, I got, I got, I got time. Can you hang?" And I didn't even see the text. He just kind of walked in, and I was like, "Wow, this is great." So having having Travis there talking with us and everything like that also like put a sense of like peace in the air, put a sense of like stability in the air. Where I was just going crazy like okay how do we ship packages how do we get everything done how do we do all these things that we have to do at zeal you know and uh and, and so we were, we were done with that i i i said goodbye to everybody took carrie home and everything like that and travis uh you said you said to me the other day you said um i, I tell me tell me what you said it was like i saw you do something you've not done before well, or you, i watched uh, okay you when when i got here you were afraid very. I've never seen you afraid. Yeah. But the thing I, I appreciated was your compassion for Carrie. Yes. And I had never seen or felt that compassion from you towards her. Right. Mm. Right. And it was like it that incident changed your relationship with Carrie. Yes. And I loved yeah. that. Yeah. That's. I just loved that. That's so I, yeah. I want to find, you know, there's this crazy idea that all things work together for the good for those that love God and are <laughs> yeah. called according to his purposes. Yeah. So in the midst of, you know, anything, it's like, okay, Lord, how are you using this? And it was, the, that was, that was the first thing that was really evident to me is like, wow, mm. 
this was so good for you yeah towards her yeah dude and i that would, so that was it i was like man this really softened your heart towards her to have this different compassion towards yeah. her that you couldn't have unless you experience it with her right right i i think that um a lot of times and i'm not trying to qualify anything you said but a lot of times i get stuck in big brother boss phase you know and i'm trying to get things done quickly fast and uh, things irritate me, irritate me really quick when I can't get them done the speed I want them done. Um, but and, because you and, know that and you say that, uh-huh. I don't have to tell you. Well, yeah, I know. I know. You already know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was also revealed to me in that, you know, when you said that, I literally went, I was driving home and I was like, I was, I was, I was praying and I was like, yeah, that's a huge thing, you know, and I want to be more sensitive. I want to be more caring towards my sister and I want, I want my family to know that I, I love them more and everything else like that. So you know, it's, it's, it for me, that's a, that, that was a huge thing. So that's the kind of thing that, that mentors do for you guys. That's the kind of thing. It's the kind of impact they can have in your life. I, I was just telling you that I had another mentor here. That was a mentor of mine in high school, Lee Cooksey. We just hung out uh, last night and you got a chance to meet him as well and stuff. And, uh, man, from the crazy stuff of getting cars stuck in the snow and shooting Wayne's world videos and things like that, uh, back when I was a high school, because Wayne's world was, was big back then. Uh, it was it was just, party on Wayne. Yeah, I know, right? Party on Garth. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it was just it, it it just reminded me of a thing, and, and not to, not only that, but like, man, we had breakfast this morning, and I was like, just absolutely blessed my socks off. You were transported yeah. emotionally to that time. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. That's what I love about yeah. those relationships. Yeah, they can go. They're they're so long, and yeah. then but there's no time in between. But there's this great history, and there's no time in between, and it is so sweet. I got to I gotta do that. A couple weeks ago, I went back to Nebraska for my best friend in college. We were teammates. We competed for the same position. And uh, my buddy's dad um, wrote me cards, handwritten cards. And we were competing for the same job in Nebraska, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy was so loving to me. Well, his dad passed away. So I went back for the funeral, but it was like no time passes with mm. those people that you have that special space with. And it yeah. was really, really, really You're sweet. writing the story, but the pen never leaves the page. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, dropping knowledge. Yeah. JB's cool like that. JB's <laughs> good like that. He gets that stuff so good. Yeah, yeah. It never stops writing. Yeah. yeah. That's I, good. I, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I, and there was one of my best friends from high school, Dan Plug. I know Dan listens to the podcast sometimes. Love you, bud. And, um, like he was just talking about how Dan and I used to help run the ministry there and stuff like that. And what we did with uh, a group called student venture that we were with. And, uh, so I get this text message. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm super excited about the tech. I can't, I can't read it cause I'll start crying. Um, um, to hear somebody that you respect so much, um, um, to hear, to hear somebody that you, that you respect so much, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to get through, hold on a second, guys, <clears throat> to hear somebody that you respect so much tell you how proud they are of the man you became, after 30 years ago, knowing you, mm. um, it just, it just puts things in perspective. 
in, in a way that you're like, okay, so the last 30 years, um, there's been some incredible ups and downs and everything like that. And God's done some incredible things. The bigger part of this is um, it makes me look at my, my next 30 years. Like what are the next 30 years going to bring? What, what, are, what are ways that I can pour into younger generations? What are ways that I can leave legacies like, like you're leaving in me, like Lee left in me, like other guys have left in me and stuff like that. For, for, for me, it's one of the best. I, I you can't, all the money in the world can't buy that feeling. You know, they just, it just can't, you know, it's so genuinely awesome. And it's very know? rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be seen, mm-hmm. to feel seen and oh, to be yeah. loved like that by another man mm-hmm. is what our culture lacks. Right. Mm. Right. But we don't, we don't like the power to do it. Mm-hmm. We really don't. We just have, we lack the understanding that we can do it and we have the power inside of us to do it. Right. But just we a have little to, selfish. We have to lay down yeah. our pride. Our egos. We yeah. have to lay down the competition. Um, and I think that's the tough thing for athletes is to, you know, you, instead of walking into a room feeling like you're better than everybody else, which you have to as an athlete, to <laughs> set, to, to change that, to pivot away from that place and to say, I love all these guys. Man. Not I'm better than these guys. I love these guys. You can't you can't be more right on that. Like as as somebody who 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 ran track, like track is a little bit more of an individual sport when it comes down to that stuff. Like when you step onto a track and you look at those other guys lining up and warming up, you have to think you're going to beat those guys because if you don't, they already won. Right. So, you know, after the fact, uh it's very easy to carry yourself in that same way. Because that's all you've known for the last eight years, right? And when I even had a friend tell me this one time, and this this really, I talked to Brad about it a lot for a little bit because it, it really hit me, um, it hit me somewhere. And I had one of my wife's friends one day, she was like, dude, where did your confidence go? Mm. She was like, you used to walk with a swagger. She was like, when, when you would walk into a room, like people knew you were there. She was like, where did that go? And mm. I was like, I just... Honestly, it just I lost that competitive edge. I got complacent and happy with life and mm-hmm. got settled and got complacent and didn't want more. And then I decided that I needed to want more, right? I needed to want to be better for my wife and be better for myself and be better for um, anything else that comes later, right? And that was one of the big moments for me that I looked in the mirror and I was like, I got to get some of that back. If 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 I can if I can dovetail off what you said and, and tell you something I, I think with your illustration that's really, really key in what you said is when you talk about you you you're getting that back now, you, you do have you do have confidence, you do have that swagger back. You you've been restored in so many different ways. But now that that is also carried by character. Yeah. In a way that's been deeper than I've ever seen in your life. I mean like that's that like if that confidence and that that that, you know, that cockiness or whatever you want to call it you know, the competitive edge that we all, we all have as guys isn't grounded with character and there's not a foundation there. It all is is just a, that our own glory is a terminate on our own ego. Then mm. all, essentially it's, it's blank and null of any kind of impact on anybody else, but ourselves. Then what good is that? Yeah, honestly. And you, I think you, I think, you know, and I know that we do this podcast, we do those videos, we do, Zeal cigars for a much bigger purpose than just slinging cigars. Because yep. if we wanted to do business 
and be super gritty about it, it could be completely different than it really is now. Yeah. And I think it's I think that that's the thing that really the But it, it wouldn't be a ministry. Us. It wouldn't, dude. It is a ministry. And it is a ministry. <laughs> right, right. And the idea is we can grow into the swag is I am a child of the king. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm. And the mm. more I can identify right. that I'm his kid, I'm yeah. not. And I and I waver on this my, all the time. So mm. I don't always walk in with that sense. But I because um, confidence can come and go, obviously, with all of us, um, sure. with me in particular. Mm. But I want to understand I'm I'm his kid. Mm. What a greater confidence I can have. But if it's about me. I'm going to feel fat. I'm going to feel stupid. I'm going to feel old and all these negative things. And he's just talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's how every time I look in the mirror, I've, there's times I like, I think I'm 30. And then I look in the mirror, I go, what happened? (laughs) What happened to you, dude? You fell off the truck. So, um, but I'm his kid and and I get to love on people. Right. 100%. I you, get to do that. What a privilege. We get to walk around this world loving on people on behalf of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's something that I think that you do as a mentor incredibly well that I want to learn better to do. Like, I know that you do. I Just so you know, I know the guys that you impact. They come into my my uh, cigar shop in here. We know several guys that we could mention here on air, but the, the reality is like when I see that stuff happening, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's Travis. I mean, your fingerprints are all over them, you know, and that's because God's fingerprints are all over you, you know? So, which is just an incredible thing in that. And what are you going to say, Jimmy? I mean, I was going to say even to the point of like, you know, there was, there was a day where uh, one of the young guys that listened to the podcast that comes into the shop all the time was sitting in there and uh, we were just lightly having a conversation, and Travis happened to be there again because, you know, he just shows <laughs> yeah. up whenever, you know. It's awesome. right? Like a bat signal in the air somewhere that nobody else sees but Travis. And the then, uh, signal, yeah. So Travis is just, like, sitting in the corner over there, and I'm like, you know what, dude? This is a good person to ask this question to, bro. Yeah, Travis, dude. What, Travis, what you got to say about that? And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, he really does, man. Like, that, he, no matter where he's at, he's just spreading yeah. love always. Yeah. I, I, it's one of the things. So uh, let me give you guys some some kind of takeaway points from the from the uh, podcast today. So if if you don't have a mentor, I would I would definitely find find one around you. Maybe maybe and most definitely find somebody mm-hmm. that you want to be like, and they, they have major character, not flaws but pluses. You can actually see them, and and you want to mimic that life. I challenge you to go to them and say, hey, "Can I get coffee with you? Get a drink with you, or something like that?" And you pay. I, this is one thing that I that, I'm buying you that, coffee fool. Yeah, this is this is something I I I just want I want to speak as a young guy or a younger guy that has somebody I if ever if ever we go anywhere if ever um you know we go out there or something like that I just will not let somebody who I have benefited from pay. You know, you pay and if you need to work harder to get more money to do it, figure it out, you know. So I know we um, went to an event the other day and I got sidetracked and laid cigars on the table and I come back and he's like, I already paid for them. I'm like, what the f-? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that Oh man. That I mean in all in all honesty, the more generous you can't I, I just mean this guys, you can't you can't outgive the creator. You just can't. I mean it, it comes back tenfold. It really does. Um so Find somebody around you that you want to be mentored. If you have any questions about mentorship or anything else like that, you can also email us at cutlightsmokepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Again, that's cutlightsmokepodcast, 
all one word, at gmail.com. And uh, we will catch you in the comments there. Last word, Travis. I got a question for Travis, well, we got actually. Tra- okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm, I'm learning right now that there's a big problem on college campuses where a lot of younger kids are getting away from home for the first time. And after the pandemic right now, they're having a really hard time feeling feeling lonely, feeling like there's not people there for them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have a bad experience while they're on campus, right? Like you work on a campus, right? So he's a a campus pastor at a local college. If if there's people out there listening to this Mm. on college campuses or there's a parent out there that has a kid on a college campus and there's a kid out there feeling like, you know, there's not somebody on campus that they can go to. They're feeling a little bit lost. Maybe they're a little down in the dumps and they're just not really feeling, you know, maybe they're feeling alone. How could they reach out on campus to or find somebody on campus that could potentially be like that that mentor for them or, or that that voice to kind of go to? My first thought is if they really want help, it's available. OK. Every college campus is going to have some great ministry, a great counseling center. There are great coaches. There are people there uh, at your disposal. Yeah. But you have to seek them out. Right. Because right. they don't know that you're hurting. Yeah, now, they don't know you're There are you're some in your systems dorm. that they that schools are trying to set up, but the, you know, if if you're in that spot, you have to go find help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to want the help. Right. And that's what's right. really, really tough. Yeah. Um, and if the the enemy of our souls wants to make you feel like you're a victim of your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I really believe mm-hmm. God wants you to ha- see your life from another view Mm -hmm. and somebody else has that other view. Um, so if you're on, if you're on a college campus, there are, there are great mentors all around you. You, you have to go find them though. They're there. And there's some professors out there. There are, there are amazing professors on all campuses. Mm -hmm. Um, so find one, you know, find a teacher that you're like, okay, I like this guy. See, see what his, what his thoughts are. There are, there are counselors on all campuses, Mm -hmm. but if you're a young married guy, um, and, and you're kind of feeling that way. Like you want to try to figure out this husband, father thing. Um, ask your wife, mm. she knows some of your circle and she knows the people around you, maybe the people at your church, maybe, uh, fathers around you. Um, and she may give you some good insight because I know my wife has. And if, if I ever get stuck in a spot, like, who do you think I should call? She'll, she always has a name. Um, so that's the beautiful part. Your wife is a great resource. Don't Mm. ever underestimate the resource your wife can be. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's incredible. And, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that, uh, in the, in the comment section and everything else, in the emails, you contact us and you need more further contact with Travis. We'll give you a way that you can contact Travis via email too. If you have any questions, you know, for him, uh, is that okay? I just, I, 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 absolutely. I love I think, that. No. I think he'd be okay with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I live for that. Yeah. People say, Hey, can I come talk to you? I'm yeah. like, are you kidding? I live for that. Yeah. He's, and he's, he's, he's a busy guy. So he's a great guy. So, well guys, this has been the cut light and smoke podcast. Thank you so very much for your time. We hope that it was useful and it added value to uh, your experience here uh, through Zeal Cigars. So, again, the podcast is by ZealCigars.com. Brought to you by ZealCigars.com, your number one place for cigars online. And with that said, guys, we're out of here like last year. Peace.